Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. And me. Uh, 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 I, I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck at home. <laughs> You've lost an identity, Jason. Smith. I've lost my identity. I, uh, I, I, it's been a week. Um, yes. we are the show, but I do know what we are. I don't know what, what I am anymore. But what are I we? I know what we are. We're <laughs> the show that, uh, that, that has a lot of shows we love and we want you to love and we go yes. over them. Yes. And we tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream and where to stream it. What's up, buddy? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. What are you watching these days? What's, what's, what are you stuck at home watching? I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of stuff. I mean, I have a, you know, I did my whole list of, yeah. of must watch and watch and, you know, I mean, uh, there's, there's some new stuff. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I've noticed at least on social media, some people are liking stuff that I'm just hating. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I mean, what about you? Um, I, I felt like I had a, a plethora of good shows to watch over the, over the holiday. Um, and which was good because, um, you know, it turns out you don't really need a four-day weekend to enjoy Thanksgiving when you don't go anywhere. You know, it, it's it's appreciated. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying, like, get rid of the four-day because COVID. Right. But Jesus, like, there's a lot of time, like, first, not having to worry about anticipating going somewhere, doing right. that drive. Second, not having to actually talk to them. Like, you just don't go right back to the hotel. Right? You just stay home. Oh, Food takes, it takes, if you don't think how long Thanksgiving takes if you're just at home with your family, 30 minutes, you're in and out. You can yeah, order nothing. a pizza, have Thanksgiving, then have the pizza arrive and um, you, at, right when it's over and yeah. enjoy second dinner. <laughs> it sounds like my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, I think most of it was traveling time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you I give it like, oh, if you want to go, or you need time to cook for eighty people, or you know, because with the with the quarantine and everything, and being stuck at home, there is no. I mean, I loved it. Don't yeah. get me wrong, though it's weird. I think this is the longest that we haven't done a show for. Oh, right, right, because it would have been because we did one on Tuesday, and so normally yep. if we've skipped a Friday, we'll do back on Monday. So this would be one day longer. Well, right, because we went. Well, actually, we went from Tuesday till today. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Normally, if we skip a Friday, we'll go Wednesday to today. So this would be one day longer. Right. Exactly. Right. This is definitely the since we started this, which is weird. You know, yeah. it was just so. So that was a little strange. Yeah, and, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but um, me and Cliff, sorry, I'm not even use the right English, are mortal enemies. We don't talk <laughs> unless the show is going. So if, if if that means we haven't talked in the last five days, and so. I, Except for passive aggressive emails where we call each other horrible names. Horrible, horrible names. <laughs> none of that is true. None of that. <laughs> By the way, none, <laughs> none of that, that is true. We talk, we've at least sent a text message letting each other know we're doing okay every day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We've spoke, we speak every day for sure. And and uh, I will not even accept that. I just that like to say it that way. Like yeah, but it's so not true. It actually made me cringe. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really pretty much the exact opposite. What's interesting, though, is today, what are we doing guest-wise, Jace? Why don't you tell me? Oh, so today's going to be really interesting. We had the um, the director of photography for or uh, or uh, designer. <laughs> you sorry, can do direct, it. <laughs> design director. I Monday, apologize. Monday, Monday. It's a Monday. Yeah, it's a production designer, right? Production designer for this really rad movie. Um, 
at The Sound of Metal. And what's cool about this movie, there's a lot of stuff that's cool about this movie. First of all, it's a very, very good movie. It's on the must-watch list. Yes. Um, and it stars Riz Ahmed, who you may or may not know. Uh, nerds, you will know him from uh, from uh, Rogue One, Star Wars, uh, oh, Star Wars story, and also from Venom. He was the bad guy in Venom. So, nerds, you'll recognize him from there. Um, mm-hmm. True crime people, you'll know, you'll remember him as the person who got arrested in the night of. He was, he was not in any way re- related to John Turturro and his problems with his shoes, which was However, great. But it was a it was a great movie. And then a few of you guys who are uh, just really into like you know indie film might recognize him from uh, Nightcrawler. Listen, this guy is a uh, he's a tour de force as an actor, and uh, it's um, is it Olivia Cook is her name. Uh, uh-huh. the, the lead, and she was in, I think, Ready Player One or something like that. Um, again, I don't, I know we're not doing that where I'm saying wrong things and we're looking them up. Yeah. So, but she's oh. been in a bunch of stuff, but she is in this. It's like, I, I would be very shocked if Amazon Prime is not putting forth, you know, Oscar campaigns for both Riz and her and the director and the sound. The sound is going to win. I have never, see, basically, did we discuss this at all? First of all, hi, Dan, and a Jewish Thanksgiving like myself is the best. Bagels, cream cheese, white fish. I used to work at the deli counter at Walbaums. Do you know that, Jason? No, I did not know that. You know what I don't Walbaums even know what Walbaums is. Is that like a knockoff Walgreens? Well, no, no, no. It's a, uh, it's like the uh, A&P or, uh, oh, okay. you know, uh, Ralph's. Okay. It's Ralph's. Okay. Oh, it's not like a, it's not like a, um. No, it's not like a a fast food restaurant owned by uh, or a, a pharmacy owned by the Wahlbergs. No, it's called Wahlbaums. Yeah, that's <laughs> Wahlbaums. <laughs> it's closed now, but it's like it was like Ralph's in my you know Long Island, and uh, I worked at the the deli counter, and it was always like, let me have some white fish. I want a very fatty white fish, and I never knew what they meant by the very. So I would just pick up the white fish and be like, this one looks fatty. This is a good one. I'm going to put this one in there. Whitefish salad, though. Bagel locks. Very good. Happy Thanksgiving. And by the way, happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody. And uh, we're definitely going to avoid talking about the fact that it was just basically the day where we raped and killed all the Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a good day because I'm thankful (laughs) for everything in my life that I have now that we took it. So thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, it's Thanksgiving. It's like the whole thing. I, I, let's, I think 1492 should be commemorated by the, the falling of that meteorite in yep. L.A.'s France. Yep. And that's, that's Columbus Day anyway. We don't need to worry about that. No more Columbus we're, Day. We're, yeah, we're in, we're in pilgrim territory now. <laughs> yeah, listen, my ancestor signed the Mayflower Treaty, so I'm no one to talk. <laughs> let's just be clear. All right. What were you going to say, Jason? Nothing, nothing. Because so, okay. I, <laughs> I don't know I don't if you talked about it on the show before, is the content of Sound of Metal. Haven't yet. That's, and that's what we're going to get into um, a lot. But I want to bring that up first as kind of like a, a much watch, must watch uh, show for sure. Movie. Oh yeah, this movie is, it's going to win the award, Academy Awards, probably Golden Globe for sound editing for sure, for editing, sound design, whatever the awards are for sound, it's getting them all. Absolutely. Right, and it's must-watch Amazon Prime, and they did. This is the exact same um, uh, release strategy that they did last year with Honey Boy. Oh, and that, and that the Honey Boy. Shia I do remember Buff. Honey Boy. Was Honey Boy was, that was an Amazon show? I didn't realize yeah, they, that was an Amazon. Did that that came out? That did a theatrical though, didn't it? Yeah, well, that's what this would have done too, remember? And, and still did. It did a theatrical November twenty second, right. and it comes right. out December second on Amazon. 
That's right. You, yeah, that's, that's what it is. I get these, these things still confuse me a little bit. That mm-hmm. one's going out th- theatrical. It did it 17 days and now it's home. So it's all set to be considered. I don't know what they're doing with the awards this year. So, but Amazon's got it across the board covered and this, wait, do we want to get into the content of this? I don't want to get too far in because we can have a big talk there, but just needless to say, it's a really, really strong film with a, with an audio design that's, probably the, the most original thing you've ever heard. It's a movie where you're not supposed to hear everything great, but it, not a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> yeah, but this is purposeful. This yeah. is, we're actually experiencing someone going deaf, which Thoughtful. never yeah. in my life have I experienced in a film or otherwise, obviously. And uh, Chris Nolan is just someone who doesn't want you to know that his script is not up to snuff. <laughs> so he makes the sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we doing? Are we going to play? So, so what? Are we, how are we doing it? Jason? Are we going to play the interview? Or well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to attach the interview to the end of this because otherwise we change clothes and do all that kind of stuff. And that way um, we're going to have that video out there with the audio. But for you, everybody else at home, we're going to just have a regular show. We're going to talk about we're going to catch up on all the things we didn't catch up on Friday. Mm-hmm. We're going to catch up with some more stuff. And then Wednesday, we got a we got another show with another great guest and uh, we'll have some fun then, too. But um, for today, I just really wanted to get into all the Thanksgiving stuff we watched, all the things that are, are out there, and, um, and then move from there. And I, I wanted to start off, because I, I saw your list, it's great, but it's missing one key show that I think, yeah. that one Thanksgiving for me, um, that oh, I really I want to talk about. Yeah, I, I know, know and, you didn't, and you still didn't watch it, which makes me sad. It, well, let me tell you, it was, a, it, was the, um, it was symptomatic of not wanting to pay for Peacock again. Yeah. And, and let me be clear, I'm not really that sad because we'll get you there and I'll let you borrow my Peacock. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and I want to talk about Peacock first because hopefully it'll take a still four and I can use it for Armin Andy's. Uh, I was podcast. just thinking, <laughs> Moon Sister. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm like, wrap your Peacock. Yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> right. Micromodic. But what, what I want to bring up, yeah. and I, I understand that this might be controversial, Saved by the Bell reboot. Saved by the Bell reboot. Right. One of the better shows to come out in 2020. It was Saved by the Bell reboot. Okay, so I am not saying that because, first of all, I haven't seen it, so right. I can't even argue it or not argue it. Second of all, I, you know, box at Wildcard, um, which is Freddie Roach's gym, and Mario Lopez boxes there uh-huh. regularly. Like him and Freddie right. are tight, and uh-huh. this guy is a beast. Oh, he's ripped, and there's plenty of no, times no, no. with uh, when Slater has his sh- short shirt off. He's no, 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 but it's not, it's not about shredding because a lot of guys who have gym muscles, you know what I mean? Like, this guy is a beast. He hits you, it's like your your rib explodes. Like, this guy can box. It's it, it's actually scary. The only other guy that I've seen, I've seen two other actors like this, Max Martini and Ethan Embry. Mm-hmm. These three guys, like, they hit you and they can shatter bones. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. It's no bullshit. Well, when you're in this little, like, fi- Hollywood fight scene, there's not, you know, there's only about eight places people go. Oh, Frank right. Grillo is the other one. He's the other one who can shatter a bone. Yeah, well, you could tell by Frank's Frank's <laughs> aggression that he could shatter anything he wants. You could just see. Um, I, yeah, Frank I stays that, hungry. I don't think we <laughs> talked about it much, but uh, one of the um, one of the people that were most seriously acted in acted in jujitsu. Oh, my other Frank. favorite was Frank. Frank really, really, really got into it. He was not underselling anything in that shit. But that's what Frank does. I mean, that's there's no, there's you know, there's zero or 150. Right. You know, and he's never at zero. Right. Unless he's like sleeping. 
<laughs> I'm serious, man. Frank is, you know, is one of the hungriest guys, you know, out there. He's like really a hustler. The best. Okay. So we're no, watching well, I, this. No, I, I wanted to put this up here because I want to play this for you guys, um, you know, while we talk. So we can get we shut talk, down this, on this Facebook. This be the audio. But I'm going to play the trailer with the audio from um, the Save by the Bell official trailer because um, I want to get into this a little bit with you and explain it. And this will be one of those times where I'm explaining a movie or a show to you that you haven't seen yet. So. Okay, wait. First question is where's Screech? So Screech is That's right. Video didn't, didn't help him? Screech is not in this show. They reference Screech in the show. They do tell you where he is. I'm not going to spoil that for anybody. Right, but, but what, what's the real referenced. story? Do the real know? story is probably that uh, nobody wants to deal with Screech after the whole uh, assault right. with the, he, the stabbing um, that he was oh. arrested for, that he went to jail for. And then his fake, well, I, I think they would have let him in after that. Then he had the fake porn, the fake scat porn. I thought that was real. This, this, no, uh, he, he had said that that was a body double. It wasn't really him. Uh, maybe it was, but it seems weird to release it. <laughs> And then, but I think the bigger thing that probably threw a lot of people off, Screech did a like a behind the bell uh, tell all book where he said a bunch of really kind of shitty things about everybody. Oh, so that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> like, you can you know do what? scat porn, just don't say mean things about Zach Morris, man. Um, yeah. Lisa Turtle also has a very limited cameo in the show, but actually does appear. Um, but she, I think, went nuts at one point. Like, I don't mean that in like a derogatory way, Wait, but she like who, literally. Who? Lisa Turtle. Are you talking about, wait, what about Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Lisa, she's in it. She, you she's saw in, her in that preview. I yeah. didn't see her. Yeah, she, she was, Lark Voorhees is uh, Lisa Turtle. Um, she had a bit of, a, um, she has a schizophrenic disorder, I think, but she had a thing happen that she went a little bit nutty uh, a mm. little while ago. Um, so I don't want to get it part, you know, say anything mean because I thought it was no. something a little less serious. But yeah, um, but she was in it. You just don't recognize her as much because she doesn't quite look like uh, Kelly Kapowski anymore. But she's married to Zach. That's fat, figured out right, right at the beginning. Mark and Tiffany are mm. in the first scene. Um, so here's what I'll say about that trailer. What do you love and, about this show? There's two big parts. Number one, when we watch that preview, what you got is a lot of the nostalgia and like the we're friends forever bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that's not really what this show is. This show was written... Um, and and kind of reimagined by um, a, a really amazing woman named Tracy Wigfield. And if you don't know who Tracy is, she's a comedy writer. She wrote on 30 Rock, um, and it was a big part of that as a producer and as a writer. Um, she actually appears as herself in the, in the show. Um, she's also on The Mindy Project. Um, she's a producer and writer on that for a long time. And she was also... Um, on great news. She kind of was the creator and executive producer in um, a 23 episode. And she was a writer of 15 episodes of that. So she, she kind of comes from that 30 rock uh, tray, you know, kind of written like the way Tina writes. So it's got a, you know, it's got a mean 30, girls feel. Well, you got a 30 rock feel, right? You have that beat, beat joke, beat, beat joke, um, absurd joke, kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, all the stuff that you hear Tracy Jordan say, all the stuff that you see, um, all the stuff that you see, Jane Krakowski, Jane Krakowski say mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff where it's like, and at, you know, and Alec Baldwin, where it's like this, you know, something kind of real than well, like this absurdist well, Alec, joke. Alec was the straight man, right? Yeah. But he still had his, he still had those moments when there were those big jokes. Right. Right. I think, I think actually Tina was more the straight man, right? A straight person. I guess we're yeah, saying. Yeah. I would say that, you know, it's really hard with those kind of shows because everybody plays, uh, you know, plays yeah. that role at one point. Interesting. But, 
But um, but what I would say is, but the but the beat and the the story kind of work the same way. There's always this kind of absurdist joke, you know. If you think about Kimmy Schmidt, how the structure of those jokes and it's just like random, like a minute. Uh-huh. That's what the show is. So, so um, the the way that the premise of the show is Zach Morris to get out of a traffic ticket. So wait, to be for- fair, I'm interrupting though. To be fair, the first thing you love about the show is who created it, rebooted it. And I would have watched it. it if I didn't know that Tracy Wigfield did it. Okay, I'll so be that's, honest with you. that's the yeah. biggest thing. That, that's what brought you in. You're like, this is a very funny person with a new take on this. I already liked this show when I was a kid. I'm, yeah. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, well, I liked it as a kid. I had no interest in seeing it as an adult. I don't have any kind of like, uh, I don't miss any of them. I, the only thing that would have brought me to watch would just be that same reason I watched the first two or three new uh, 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 90210 episodes when they came out. I just want to see what the oldies look like older. Right. That That's bad, all I wanted though. to see. Yeah. That they was had bad. a good premise yep. and then they immediately got terrible. Right. I, I don't know yes. what happened. I wanted it to be good. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I watched through like four or five episodes of it, I, but it just wasn't. So, but that was very playing it very straight. That was very much a continuation of the 90210 story in its own little way. This is not that. So I got into it because of that. And also I saw some, you know, I saw some pretty delightful, um, Reviews. I didn't really read the reviews because I don't want to see it spoiled. But from right. from places I trust, saying this was a good show, and um, that's what kind of drew me in. And then I get, I'm going to give an episode a chance. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Everything's over. I don't have any family to fight with. This will be my nostalgia, right? So what I did was I put that first episode on, and and the premise that I can give away without ruining anything. Not that this needs a lot of spoilers. Is that um, Zach Morris to to uh, get out of a traffic ticket runs for governor and wins. Right. That's the reason he runs for governor. Tiffany Thiessen, Goss, Goss. Mar- yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, uh, Kelly Kapowski and him are married. Um, and then eventually he becomes the governor of California. Um, he, in order to cut to, to appease big business and to uh, pay off some debts, he cuts funding to schools by like $25 million. Right. He cuts school. So funding. He's, right. he's a villain, right? He's, he's a villain. Yeah. He's Reagan. He cuts this. <laughs> And with that, with that closure, it means a bunch of schools are going to close, but like inner city specifically schools, schools like Bayside, which are rich public schools, will be fine. Will be fine, but that, so they're cutting all these, and so he gets kind of squared into a um, like in, in a in a debate or in a conversation, like, well, what are you going to do with all these schools that are getting closed and all these people? And so he offers busing as a solution. So basically, has to bus in all these inner city kids to different schools, including Bayside, to give them the education that he got right, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the premise. So then you have these, uh, you know, basically it circles around three people uh, uh, from a, from an inner city school. Uh, one guy and uh, two women um, uh, played expertly. Um, and it's, you know, one, one Latinx woman, one black woman, and one uh, black man. And they, they kind of joined the school and kind of are the outsiders looking in. For the most part, for the first couple episodes, this is, you know, and especially in these first ones, it's their story that's being told. Mm-hmm. And everything else that's happening to them is happening in the peripheral. Zach Morris has a son. His name's Mac Morris. You saw him in there, right? Uh, Jesse Spano ha- uh, has a daughter or has a son also called Jet named Jesse. Uh, Jesse Jesse is Elizabeth Berkeley. Jesse is Elizabeth Berkeley. Let's just stop right there for a minute. Can we just talk about how good she looks? 
I mean, I've always loved her as an actor. I don't care what anybody says. Showgirls, I've seen it a hundred times. I think Elizabeth Berkley is a fucking star. That being said, I can't believe how good she looks. Like, it doesn't even look like any work. Like this, I've always loved her as an actor. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looks great. She seems like she's doing really well. Um, well, she's married to Ralph Lauren's kid. I mean, oh, she's not hey, doing terrible. Greg Lauren? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who Dylan looks like Lauren. he belongs no, in... Dylan's uh, the girl. Yeah, Greg yeah, belongs on... Um, look, I'm just looking at Greg. Like He looks like he could have starred in American Psycho. Um, <laughs> he looks like Patrick. Yeah, he looks like Patrick. He doesn't. He looks like Patrick Bateman. He does not look like uh, what's his face. He's starring that actual movie. like Christian Bale. No, he looks like right. Patrick. He Bateman. just looks like Patrick Bateman, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. He was played by Christian Bale. Right. Got it. But meanwhile, she's doing fine. Okay. So you got her, and she is at the school. She's an administrator, right? Yes, she's an administrator. She basically plays uh, like a, a a counselor. She's got a PhD. She's gotten through doctors and all that stuff. Gotcha. Um. And go on. So you like this show overall. So you got drawn in by this and you're saying the first couple episodes. So that's, so that's the basic structure of it. You have, um, he, she's there. And also, um, Slater's there. Uh, Slater plays the, the gym coach. Right. And he's childless and he's childless and marriage. Yeah. And single and all that fun stuff. So that's the characters, but they're all, but they, but they all, his parents were never rich. He was all, he was the kid that was brought in back in the No, but show. I'm saying in the show now, like when they showed him in his kitchen or whatever, he looked. He's not rich. He's not in his kitchen. He's at a Oh, kitchen. that's someone else's kitchen. Yeah. He, he still plays kind of the, you know, the, the blue collarist person. That's not a main character. Um, but, but the, but the, but the reality of it is it's like, it's kind of like um, watching people like that's all like setting. And even the, those characters, the, the Zach Morris's and the Jesse Spanos and the, and the Mac Morris's and their kids mm-hmm. all kind of play like this background role. And you can see it a little bit in the preview where they're really there in this weird kind of bubble world where like their white people problems can just be solved in an hour. And there's all these little plots and plans and, they're kind of happening peripherally to the real show. Like there's these kids are trying to live in this, imagine being a real like kind of grounded character in a world where everything's crazy on the outside. Right. And they can do anything they want. And like school doesn't matter for Zach. He can just get out of whatever paper by coming up with this plot, but that doesn't work for these kids. These kids in particular still have to do the regular rules. And so they're kind of, it's like this, it's kind of like, playing in a meta heightened version of, of, of this kind of like the way 30 rock would work or the way great news worked where there's all this comedy happening, but none of that stuff, all of it is played for what it is, which is bullshit and fantastic. <laughs> and, and to be clear though, you really think this is the best show of 2020? No, I just said it's one of the, be- <laughs> one of the better shows of 2020. Okay. I, I, I never just, said it was just the best. To be clear. Um, it's still got a very kid kind of thing to it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of kind of interesting stuff happening here. There's no like Kelly Kapowski in the show. Technically, there's no there's no straight white uh, sex symbol like uh, or you know even if she was a teenager then or whatever. But there is no Tiffany Thiessen um, mm-hmm. in this show. Uh, there is, um, you know, there are other characters that kind of play that role of you know pe- like I said, people of color and all that stuff. But there's no like white girl. The main female actress in this show is a trans woman named Josie Toda. And she she talks about being trans at the beginning, and there's a couple other scenes that do it, going after the boys, and you know wants to hook up with the, her her best guy friend for from ever, and uh-huh. that relationship's played very real and grounded. But and she's snarky and mean, and she kind of has that same Jane Krakowski vibe. But 
but she's a trans woman, um, mm-hmm. you know, going to a school that accepts her, but also she's struggled. And so they have scenes like that. So it's, it's a really good kind of like well-rounded show. That's kind of, you know, it's, it's obviously 30 rock light, but it's also mm-hmm. really good. And they, you know, it gets by the Elizabeth Berkeley may be great, but she's not the greatest actress in the world. And neither, neither is, neither is, uh, Gosler or Thiessen or, 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 or any of them, but they're there and, but they work around that. They work around that really well. Well, listen, but you got to say, there's a reason that we're still talking about them too. So, you know, they're still doing this. So, you know, and again, all right. So, so basically this is going on, um, on Jason's must watch. Yep. I'm saying this is a must watch. This is, this should be watched. Saved by the bell reboot on Peacock must watch. Damn right. Must watch. All right. I, I will, I will check it out. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have the same uh, 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 passionate elation that you have, but I, I don't know I'm that open. you won't, though. I but don't know that you won't. I, listen, I want to. I, I didn't want feeling. to. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't, oh, want, you to didn't even want to. I didn't want to enjoy the show. I didn't want to watch all these episodes. I wanted to hate this show. Oh, but you got to watch them all. So you've seen the whole season. I've seen the whole season. Oh, I got through it in like a minute. Like, there's nothing else to watch on Peacock. Then I then I can disappear from using Peacock for another six months or forever, maybe. That's right. There's nothing else to watch on Peacock. That's exactly right. Um. So, okay, we're done with that. I think. Mm-hmm. Save by the bell. Because I don't. I wish I could add something. Except no, I, I don't need you. To, I don't need you to add anything. I don't need you to add anything. Just know that if you do mean. watch it, you will enjoy it. And if you don't want, if you don't enjoy it, you kind of have a problem. And we need to talk about that. And we'll get into that later. And I'm we'll get into why. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. We can figure that out. But for right now, just know, like it or uh, get out. All right, next. <laughs> Moving on. Saved by the Bell, Jason Save Smith, it. must watch. All right, so. I want to talk about, I want to talk about uh, Flight Attendant, because this is one I did not watch. I watched the beginning of the first episode, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was okay. And I thought when we talked that you weren't on board all the way when we talked this weekend, but it's on the must watch list. So let's, let's talk about this. This is, this is going to be the opposite. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have, um, I've waffled over the whole weekend. You know, you, you got to watch all three episodes. If you just watch the pilot, I would say you might toss the show out. Okay. Okay. But watching all three episodes, you, you get into a place where you're like, this is, this is good. First of all, let's start. It's Greg Berlanti. So they're a factory. Right. They do all the CW shows. They, you know, they do Doom Patrol. They do. I mean, he does. He didn't do This Is Us, but he did. uh, He's been he's basically like the new spelling, except he has, you know, it's a factory and he's not hands on with every show. Right. So Berlani's done a lot of the CW, not just, you know, not just Doom Patrol stuff. He's done like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl. DC. DC, like all those all those CW. Yeah. He's the DC go to. Yeah. And um but he's also done a lot of the dramas, you know, uh, yeah. that aren't DC. Yeah. Yeah. You well. got the, you got the Eli Stone, Everwood, uh, Jack and Bobby, uh, Boston's finest. He's got like these two, he got, and then there's a whole bunch of other weird, con- like shows yeah. that are more the thing, but he kind of leans on those two sides of the fence. Plus you, which is what I thought this was the, you know, when I was, when I was presented this one, it was the writer of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I kind of thought about this, but he also did like, uh, Dawson's Creek, right? I don't want to say he did, but it would not surprise me. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but if you find out he did, tell me because I'd be he like, oh, He was an executive producer and writer on that one. Okay. So that's how he started out. And I think, you know, if I'm... Or yeah, one that's exactly where he started. So, so, okay. So you have Greg Berlanti. So there's already a certain tone that's going to be set, right? Now, this is the R-rated, I guess, 
version of, so for guys out there, I'm just going to tell you, and for women out there who love Kaylee Cuoco, she is fully clothed the whole show. Okay. Now that being said, she looks amazing and she's great. I mean, but here's the thing. Okay. So in the first episode, and I am a huge fan of her, I believe it or not, the only reason I watched Big Bang was because of her. I okay. really, I really like her. Um, that what? Nothing. You Nothing. hate Big Bang? I just, I couldn't imagine watching that show just for her is all I'm saying. Like you, like she is such a, like the least interesting of the three of them, at least at the beginning of that series, because mm-hmm. she wasn't really given a, a character until later that I think that's, I, I'm not mad at it, but I just think it's funny. Yeah. Well, listen, let me be clear. It's not just like, in other words, it's when she's interacting with the guys that I enjoy the show the most. I don't want to just see like her storyline. Right. I'm saying that, that she's the one who brought that to life for me. And I think she's really good. I think her timing's really good. That being said, in the pilot, it, it starts out. And here's what's interesting. Seeing the life of a flight attendant. Now, I don't know. I, this mind palace technique where you're seeing all the, you know, things that are happening each time. Uh, you know, they're loading the tray. You, you understand what I mean when I say mind palace technique? It's not very original. And it's like, they, it's from 24 on. And no one took the time to like be like, hey, we're on HBO Max. Let's do something really cool. No, not really. I mean, they, it looks edgy, but it's really not. Right. And she's got this flashback from youth. And here's what happens. The Mind Palace stuff, I just feel, is weak. They're lazy. It's being leaned on, right? Then you have Kelly Coco, who is great. Though, in the pilot, all I was seeing was like Big Bang Light. It was like, da 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 You know, and those, the hits and the rhythm. And I was like, okay, but this is our dramedy. This is a different pace. This is single camera. You got to take this in, especially if it's a mystery. And then, you know, you know what the show's about, right? It's about a flight attendant who wakes up. Who wakes up and there's a dead person there and she doesn't remember anything, right? It's the hangover with murder. Yes. And they're dealing like she is a full-blown alcoholic. Right. Let's just be clear. And they're kind of half-assed dealing with that. Right. Is she a full-blown alcoholic or is she like a 30-year-old party girl? Oh, no, no. She's a full-blown alcoholic. Got it. Okay. Yeah, she's blacking out. She has like little pieces of memory. And that's why they're using the mind palace thing. And then they took this technique of she's talking to the corpse now for the rest of the season. That's going to be a thing. Well, it's, it has been for the first three episodes. I don't okay. imagine he's going to disappear because right now, is she accused? Did she do it? Does she not? Does she remember? You know, and they're showing the, you know, and listen, here's the other thing. Everything is so perfectly put into place. Like her brother is gay. He's got his uh, ethnic gay boyfriend and their kids, you know, and it's like, okay, so that wrapped up. And then there's a black flight attendant. There's Rosie Perez. It's like, they basically made sure that every diversification was covered and that's great. Mm -hmm. It's not organic. Okay. To the stories. You know, it's like, it's not. And then the guy she kills, of course, it's much a deeper thing and you get into the mystery. Now here after the pilot, when this ends, you're like, if they were saying I had to wait till next week, I, I might not have watched the second episode. Okay. So they obviously knew what they were doing. By putting out three of these? Yeah. And then you get into the second episode and she starts to, I, I feel like I want to say she calms down a little, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and settles more into who this character is. Okay. And we start to see, you know, the supporting cast starts. There is the guy, the the guy who plays her buddy, the flight attendant. He, uh, the the um, the black guy is great, and he really starts to shine in the second episode. And what they do, and again, they do this thing. They're not talking about who's gay, who's straight, who's this. It's like that same Shit's Creek philosophy where like everything's fine, just don't murder anybody. Right. 
right? And now, okay, so he's involved in a much deeper thing. It gets deeper. There's a deep state. Someone's watching her. There's an assassin. You know, so by the end of the third episode, maybe she did it, maybe, but you're in. You're okay. definitely in. Even if the, the mystery is not the, uh, the crux and it's not the hook to me. Okay. You know, it's, it's first of all, they, they put it out at a good time. There is not that much for this to compete with. Nope. Except Saved by the Bell. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, no, what I'm saying, even if Saved by the Bell is, is fantastic, like you say, which I'm sure it must be, it's not the same audience. Except for you. Could be. <laughs> what? You just don't know it. If you're not in the, if you're not in the audience for Saved by the Bell reboot, you're not a human. Oh, wow. It got mean quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went like right from like, yeah. no, I really like you. You should, should die. die. Yeah, like, wow. Uh, so, so I think again, and they lean and rely a lot. I use this term, the mind palace technique, uh, which is annoying. I, I got to say it really is. Um, and, and again, the, the director, I guess, who's from you also, there's no strong narrative hand here in the, in the helming. In other words, like you're seeing shots where it's like, it'll, you know those shots, but it just jerks, like from the drink to the face to the drink to the elbow to the door. And you're like, just, just, just Calm down. Yeah. Like, Calm down. If this isn't Shaun of the Dead. We can, right. we, we have time. And if there's a reason you're doing that, cool. But again, none of these things seem organic to the story and right. to the characters. Right. You know, like she's... Uh, and again, I know it sounds like I don't like this, but I really did. I put it on must watch because they did build something really nice and they are going to have, a, I think, a very interesting first season. Though, you know, it's a choice. She's in the middle of uh, looking at this, you know, being looked at for an international murder. Mm -hmm. You know, she woke up in bed and this is not a spoiler. This is in the trailer, you know, with a dead guy who's bleeding everywhere. And, you know, she gets back to New York finally, you know, and she goes to a spin class. Now, I don't know. I've never killed anybody or woken up in a bed with someone bloody. I'm going to think I might not go to the gym, but I might. I, I don't know, you know, but these <laughs> are the things I'm starting to think about while I'm right. watching it. And then it was like right around that time in the spin class when she pulls out of the spin class and does the mind palace thing. Right. Right after that, it, it started to catch its groove. So you don't have to wait too long. And I so think you just there's going to be a clear head at a, at a spin class and everything got better. That's, that's the way, that's what spin classes are for. It's for really bringing things into focus. Yeah, you spin them right into focus. No, don't use that one. Ah, oh, that fell flat. All right, listen. <laughs> this was, this was, but it, overall, I really like it. Overall, I think there's a good enough mystery, you know, that we're into it, you know, and the soap opera uh, aspects of it are, you know, just fine. And by oh. the third episode, you're like, okay, I'm ready next Thursday. Let me have another one. Now you watch this and I not, I don't think that these are the same shows by any means, but mm -hmm. um, I think the only thing that I could think of right now that's out that kind of has that murder mystery vibe that I think people are really into is the undoing, which I know that with on our don't watch, but oh, do you yeah. have like, you know, th this is another murder mystery kind of show. What makes this more compelling than something like the undoing? Okay. So it's a good question and it's going to cause me to backtrack a little. Okay. Uh, because, you know, I said that, you know, it's a very diverse cast, but it didn't seem necessarily organic to the storyline, right? The, the non-diversity in The Undoing, the mm -hmm. straight-up white privilege, you know, kill the ethnic girl, uh, you know, in the first episode and move on to see if uh, good-looking Hugh Grant or good-looking Nicole Kidman or another good-looking white person did this thing, it just mm -hmm. gets so banal. 
and so pretentious. And right. with this, at least, they don't take themselves as seriously. That's that's the other thing too. the The diverse cast brings a levity to this that makes you go, you know what? Okay, even though there's this or there's that, I'm having fun. Right. And the undoing is like you can just see like. I don't know. I feel like I could just see David E. Kelly sitting there like, this is awesome. Oh, I love this. It's like when uh, in South Park, when everyone was smelling their farts when they bought oh, Priuses. So funny. Yeah, I feel like he's smelling his own farts and thinking it's good. And listen, I think we're in a minority on this one. People seem to like this show once you get past the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. It didn't It didn't lace into me. But again, it, it just seemed to me to be so out of touch. Same thing with Big Sky out of touch, whereas yeah. at least the flight attendant is happening with today's times. It is right. moving in a direction that's, even with the editing or whatever, and like I said, I don't like the Mind Palace stuff, but at least they're using something. Like, keep my interest. Keep it moving. You know, the, these you're not Scorsese, Mr. Kelly. And, right. you know, we're not expecting that from you. I don't want it from you. I don't want you to try to be that. That's, that, that's really what it is. I, I think, if, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do. I feel like it takes itself far too seriously, and it's far too white. And listen, I like a good white show. I'm not saying I don't, but, you know, let's just a little more real life. And then the one guy he puts in there is the Spanish guy, actor, and he's got an accent on the NYPD. And you know how long I spent looking up? You know, me and accents. Right. You know how long I spent looking up if you could actually have an accent and be a detective at the NYPD? <laughs> Hours. <laughs> Hours. It. Not really. No, I mean, you'd have to become a citizen first. Mm -hmm. And in that time to become a citizen, if the time thing doesn't work, there, I, would, I would be hard-pressed to find a, uh, a Spanish accent detective of homicide. Got it. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. You know, it's like, again, not organic to the storyline, out of touch. What I want to talk about real quick is like, you know, you go on these flights, right? And people mm -hmm. are still flying. I know. Right? People are still flying. People, like 3 million people flew over Thanksgiving. Is that, is that a fact? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing. But what I am saying is, you know, when, they, when you did fly, you know what I like the most about flying? The hot towel. Because nobody ever gives me a hot towel. You know? <laughs> nobody ever, like in my day-to-day -day life. Other than I think maybe a sushi restaurant every once in a while and a plane, it's the only time I'm just like handed a hot towel to wipe my face with in front of other people. Like that's not something you do anywhere else, right? <laughs> you don't you do it in a shave. Yeah, I, yeah, but they, know. but they do it to you, and that makes sense because the, you're, the whole thing is focused around your face. There's nothing about airplane travel that says my face needs to be really, really clean right now. And Correct. I get it, and I'm glad for it, mm -hmm. but I'm just thinking like. You know, you, sometimes they give you slippers. They give you a little blanket. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm just saying first flight that offers me an, a me undies gift pack, which would consist of a mask, <laughs> a dog, PJs, a onesie, and maybe some socks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if and, and, and the girl me would get a bralette or something also, um, but that's just girl me. <laughs> that's the point. That is, I would, they have, they have hard-toed slippers even. That is... That is the yes. airplane. I would get all, I, I don't care if you pay me all my airline miles in me undies clothes. That is the airline I will stay with forever. The first airline <laughs> that will get my business for the, for the, the rest of everybody is, um, is, is that one. Oh, oh, and Vivian, we'll talk about this. Cause I was just watching, uh, 
uh, uh, Shit's Creek again too. Mm. Economy class, I don't, not, I don't fit back there no more. I, I, not just, not from a size perspective, just because no. Once you fly first class a couple times, it doesn't matter. You're gonna figure out a way to get up there. Yeah, I'm just not gonna go. Yeah. If I can't afford first class, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna go. This me undies thing though that you're talking about, I really like this idea. I feel like. Like if Virgin was around still, like Virgin yeah. America, they would make the deal with me undies and they would have already had the yeah. deal. Like the yeah. onesie, the towel, the mat. I like all of this, by the way. And on top of it, I spent a lot of time in my onesie oh, this yeah. weekend. Over Thanksgiving, yeah. I did. There was there was something really weird I saw today. It didn't have anything to do with me undies, but uh-huh. they were little onesie outfits. And there was like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a little bit of a side, but I'm gonna bring it back to the me undies. But like it was a bunch of like girls in like little onesie outfits with like like one of those butt, like it had like the butt buttons with like one of the butt buttons just folded over just a little. So you saw just a little bit of butt. Huh? And these are ads on Facebook and the, the girl's going. <laughs> it's like that's the not sexy because you know what I know? That's not soft. Those pants aren't soft. The reason you're letting your body not be touched by the cloth and letting it fall over and go is because that's not a comfy back backside. If you were, if you were really wearing me undies in the, in the softest material of all time, not a single part of your body would not be covered in that MeUndies. Like, if everybody in the world would be Mormon if the garments were made out of Molar. By the way, by the way the, yeah, micromodal. And this is, you're absolutely right. If that thing was down, you'd be like, oh, I got to put that right back yeah, up. Gotta, it's my, I'm my missing a patch. Soft. I'm not protected in the softest way possible. Yeah, I know. It's a, it literally like hibernation. This whole weekend I hibernated. And by the way, I, might, I may or may not have gotten a couple of the memberships as gifts. I, it's just a good idea. And it's by the way, it's idea. so easy. It's so I'm weird. just off the hook. Yeah. Fill people out your will, size. People will be, you know, and if anybody gets weirded out about it, it'll only be for a second. And the next second they'll be like, oh, it's so soft. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is the best thing. And by the way, you can pick out pieces and just get them. And and it works really well in the dog thing. The dog micromodal thing. I ordered a few of those. I'm not gonna lie. And let me be clear. I'm not somebody that just likes to talk about underwear. That's a lie. I will talk about anything. I'll talk about bowel movements. You want to talk to me about something, I'm pretty much an open book. Say by um, the bell. Yeah, say by the bell. Um, you know, <laughs> whatever. I got, I'm, I'm gross. I'll talk to you about whatever you wanted to be talked about. But really, I enjoy talking about MeUndies. And, and I, would, I will share, share stories just like, uh, like anything else. So just. By the way, and, 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 you know, you talked about say by the bell. And what did you say about Peacock? Oh, it's I mean, on Peacock. It's on Peacock. You know what else is on my Peacock? <laughs> what? MeUndies. Yes, there it is. So we go to yeah. And, and if you if you put your if you put your finger out the hole and you have a really fancy color of MeUndies, that's what I call peacock. Like if it like the background's really pretty and colorful, that's that's how I peacock. <laughs> that's, that's a matter. <laughs> that's a better laugh. That's a no, no. Oh. I gave you the smattering on purpose. <laughs> So it's uh, MeUndies.com, uh, offer code STUCK, right? 15% off? 15% like off, everybody new, offer code STUCK, go to MeUndies.com. All right, now it's time to move on. From Let's, MeUndies and comfort into more comfort shows and maybe what to stay away from a little more too. But all right, what do you want to do next? So I think that we should talk about, I'm looking at my phone on some of the other stuff that I wanted to ask you about. I want to go into your don't watch a little bit because there are a couple things on here that I think would be worth worth talking about today. Great. Uh, the first, what happened with The Bachelorette? I thought you loved it. That's a must watch. It moved. I mean, it just really jumped the shark. You know, I tried to stay with it when Claire left and I really liked the new Bachelorette. I can't believe you're letting me talk about it. And I want yeah. to know. Well, I'm, curious, I put it like, on, don't I'm watch. always curious about things <laughs> that move from one side to the other. 
Right. So it started out great. And Claire would have been to me the absolute perfect bachelorette. And then they brought this other woman on and she's really sweet and really nice. And, uh, uh, I can't recall her name even at this point, you know, and, and she just is not the drama factory that Claire was. And, you know, you don't watch these shows like for everybody to get along or to have a good time or, you know, and then the guys are like fighting and you got like the same guys hitting the same beat. Like, Oh, that guy's not the guy she thinks he is. So I'm going to tell her. And then there are the yokels who spend their time talking to her. And then she just like, if Claire heard one thing where people weren't paying attention to her, She'd be like, I just have to stop everything and just like, this is all about me. Why are you guys not paying attention to me? And you know what? I have to stop this whole cocktail party. I'm going back to my room. I'm so upset. And she like, and you're like, okay, this is good. And I think maybe this new bachelorette's too nice mm-hmm. for starters. She's not conflict driven, mm-hmm. which is not great for reality TV. No, you need somebody that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and then you got these guys who are like, listen, I don't think there's 8% body fat between any of these dudes. Right. You know, it's amazing to me. They can all, uh, uh, you know, it used to be where I'd watch it and be like, okay, they're all cucks. It's amazing to me. They can watch. But at this point, it's just gotten boring. Remember when there were only like two buff dudes in Hollywood? Like it was just Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're the only two buff people. Like everybody else had to have a shirt, but like those were the two guys. Like oh, look at when yes. you talk about buff people, it's like either Sylvester Stallone or or uh, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. There weren't a hundred of them. There might have been a couple other people, Dolph and all that stuff, a little bit later. But like it was there was now it's like every dude on TV is like a six pack and like the veiny kind of six pack that's kind yeah. of gross. Like looks like. You know, if there's not a happy trail there. It's literally like just muscle veins coming out, like because everybody works their core. Yeah, and no one yeah. eats. No one eats. No, I know it's it's really, and you're seeing. But what what it really is, you're boring. That's what it got down to. It's just you're boring, and 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 at the end of it, and I don't even want to get to the end of it. I don't care about the dates. I don't care who ends up with who. It's just lost. I don't even know the dudes' names anymore. And I was following it with Claire because she was so so serious about paying attention to her. It was awesome. And then, I don't know, man. I was trying to stay in. I really was. I like La Quinta where they're filming it. It just, I, I just, man, even the challenges, like I don't even know what they are, these group dates or the, the how she's giving out roses. It's all just so subjective now. It just feels like the whole show got tilted and it never got put back on its axis. And uh, plus they're doing like stupid little, uh, 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 little like uh, vignettes with like uh, the guy goes to Chris Harrison's bungalow by accident. Like, hey, is, uh, is she, oh, oops. And he's like, oh, you want to come in for a drink? It's like 2.30 in the morning. Have, and then you watched, like, have you watched much of the show before this season? No. Well, listen, I watched a few seasons, right? Like when I had a girlfriend. So right. I watched The Bachelor. And then I watched when uh, uh, the, the Katie girl, whatever her name was, she became The Bachelorette. And I, I loved her because, again, so much drama. And uh, then it just went away from me. And uh, I, I clicked back on the Claire one because she just looked drama-filled. Yeah. No, I mean, and this one was at first. And yes. and I think the other show that's a little more snarky is that uh, that Bachelor in Paradise one. There's a lot more funny stuff in that one where they find things. Here's my, my thing because I think all these things are pretty much the same. And I suffered from a lot of the same stuff with uh, the uh, Big Brother this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of putting a bunch of people in one place and quarantining them maybe doesn't have the same appeal anymore because we're all kind of doing it. And so that whole struggle doesn't feel all that interesting. It's a little less interesting right now than it would be in a yeah. time where you can go out and have a life and then watch these people without um, focusing on one thing. 
That's really but, smart. You know, I agree with that completely. Yeah, I do think it took away, and then you take away a uh, a, a drama filled bachelorette. You know, a conflict based drama filled bachelorette, and uh, you don't have the best reality TV. Right. You know, and, and it's just a little off kilter. So, yeah, it just, it fell off its axis. It felt like nobody put it back on. And, uh, you know, Mike Fleiss is just, you know, I mean, he's so rich. I don't even know if he watches the episodes anymore. No, I'm sure <laughs> not at this point. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So it just went boof. I'm like, I don't care. I can't do this. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So I'm out. Uh, it's now uh, don't watch. All right. So I want to get into one more. There's a lot of other stuff on the list that I'm going to put it out there because we're going to talk about more of this on Friday or throughout the week because mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. I want to talk to you about Belushi and this Dalai Lama movie uh, scientist and um, his dark materials, which I watched over the holiday and I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I also want to talk to you about Hillbilly LG, mm -hmm. um, but I want to I want to take more time than what we have. Okay. Um, but I do wanted to talk. I did want to talk to you because I also watched this and I also kind of share the same opinion with you. Uh, Kevin Hart's zero fucks given. It's on my don't watch list. And, and okay, let me be clear. I, I, I like Kevin Hart. Right. Um, I hear he's a nice person. I don't know him, but I like him as a, you know, celebrity, as a, as a comedian, you know, he's, he, his other stand-up specials, they made me laugh. They were okay. I mean, you know, his movies are good. You know, there are certain ones that are better you know, where I'm like, Oh, that was, that was good. For, you know, it's always like kind of like that was good, but I'm not looking at him like the one he did with uh, Brian Cranston. Mm -hmm. You know, well, that movie where you're like, yeah. like, wasn't that like the the scent of a woman kind yes. of movie? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Brian Cranston's in a wheelchair and he's got to have the guy. It's yes, it's exciting. He and, and Kevin Hart is Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Brian Cranston's Pacino. And it's a it's a mess. You know, and, and again, I'm not saying Kevin Hart can't act or can't act. I'm saying that I just like the guy. Yeah, right. I like. Cent I mean, it wasn't a good movie, but I like Central Intelligence. I watched it a couple times. It was fun. I saw it in the theater with Dylan. Yeah. You know, it's it's it was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. Hour and forty something minutes. They're not trying to be something. It's not. It's got all the you know stupid gags and blah blah blah. Uh, I don't know what happened. First of all, let's just discuss the fact that this stand-up special takes place in this guy's living room. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the most. I think he lives in Calabasas, by the way. Okay. This this is the most out of touch thing I could. This guy is so in another world that he. It starts out and you see him like with the wife and the kids. How he's being a good dad. He's like, yeah, give me a kiss, give me a bump, give me a. All right, I gotta go. He takes a drink and it's like, oh, we're seeing his big bar. He's like walking from one wing to the other, and we're like, all right, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lo like Kim Kardashian had a birthday party, right? Didn't people go up in arms? Someone told me. Oh, I'm she, sure. If she had a big party, yeah. Well, so they did an island thing or something, you know, like this is for whatever, I don't know. But I, I, I feel like someone mentioned this to me and people oh. were in an uproar. It's like you have to understand what you're, what you're doing here. You're, you're, you're putting out a comedy special. You're choosing to put a comedy special in a time where we have the highest suicide rate. Uh, mental health is not great. Uh, people have lost their jobs, their homes, their businesses, their lifelong things mm -hmm. that they worked all their life for. And you're now going to say to us, because you don't want to leave your house. And you're going to spend the first 10 minutes of this special. When you come on the stage, all these people are, are I'm assuming your friends, that are sitting in the audience in your living room, which is right. He he was nice enough to close, close the sheer blinds to the side of him to cover the flame-lit pool, you know, Olympic-sized right. swimming pool that he's got. And by the way, he's Kevin Hart. He should have all these things. He earned them. I don't want him stuffed down my throat, buddy. 
and, and it makes you less funny. And the fact that you have zero touch to what is happening in the world and that you think it's okay to, and I, let me tell you, Jason, I could have put all of that aside. I really could have, if he was just fucking funny, but he wasn't, he wasn't funny at all. He talks about the vid, the vid, like it's not funny. You're not funny. You, there's nothing you're saying. You don't say, well, why I had this special in my house? Cause I don't like leaving my house anymore. Okay. That's not funny. No one like, like what the, like, go on, Let's go ahead. Let's cut in here, Jason. Would you? Yeah, no, I, um, so I'll tell you what, it, you know, Please. um, what bothered me and didn't, I, I, it didn't really bother me that he did it in his house. I thought it was interesting. And I wondered how much of that stage was brought in and set up and how much of you just has in his house. Like for any time people want to come over, like, uh, it, it made me think maybe there's a room in his house. That's got like a brick wall behind him that he does stand up for, uh, and entertain for sure. people from the house. Um, for but, that sure. but that didn't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part that you talked about really did, he seemed very out of touch more than just the vid. It seemed like everything in the step in the special seemed to be like rich guy problems yes. and it was all rich guy problems. And, and, you know, I get it, you know, those, that's what he's dealing with right now. But like, there's, there's a lot of other stuff that happened. And I, I, I applaud him for his other special where he kind of went through the whole dealing with the affair in, in cheating on his wife. And I, I loved I it. That, we talked about this. Yeah. And I thought that was really brave, but there's yeah. other things that have happened this year. He's ended up in the hospital and nobody's really ever explained what happened there. And he references being in the hospital, but doesn't really talk about it. There's other things that have been going on in his world, but it's the same thing. And, and I, I want to put him in the category of the kind of the male, the male that doesn't quite understand, like the difference between, because there is, there's two parts of this. And Bill Burr has straddled this line too. And there's been a few other comedians, the, 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 the line between what really is council culture and what is also just bad taste. Right. Mm, there okay. is, there is a cancel culture out there. And I think that there's, there's something to be said for like not being able to be completely open and share every opinion um, and, and, and being locked down before you've had a chance to really explain something. And that generally is hitting men and generally hitting white guys for the most part. But at the same time, there's also a secondary line of that that's holding people accountable for dumb things that they've done that are really bad. And it seemed like in the special, he was hitting on a lot of stuff. It's like, Oh, I can't even go out of my house with all you people like telling me what to do and then using like this thing about like i said i was vegan and then i didn't do it and you guys oh this cancel culture now nobody no vegans will talk to me it's right, like because i ate meat they caught me right. eating mcdonald's in my my maybach yeah and, I, and this woman's like i got you eating and i'm like oh no i had to apologize right or, or how about buying twenty thousand dollars worth of masks yeah like do you think people who are out there in the world want to hear that you can spend 20 right. grand on a mask they already know you can right this is not go on. Sorry. I just, you, you no, but I, but I, I mean, think that's what it is. There was a lot of, it felt like there was a lot of curmudgeon-y like finger wagging at other people, which I get to a point, but it also I understand like, and I don't live in that world at all, mm-hmm. but I also recognize like, there's another way to do this. If you feel like that, that's the thing. Don't do a special in this thing or find a group of comedy that doesn't go around that stuff. But like, yeah. you want to be outspoken in this way that's okay. I think that you got a raw deal with the whole thing. I think that, I think that there's a, there, I honestly think there should be a limit or an understanding like from this time period to this time period, understand that these jokes existed and it wasn't not that they were good or acceptable, but back then this was not, this was considered part of the mainstream and wasn't considered controversial. So right. please don't give everybody a hard time about this and please don't make it so they can't host the Oscars. Cause they said something dumb within these windows of time. Right. 
Um, yeah. But at the same time, you also can't get in there so big where it's like everybody's ruining my life as I talk to you about, you know, making a thousand pizzas in my brick pizza oven. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And, and that is, yeah, that nails it. It really does. It, it brings it right to sort of the uh, conflation point, I want to say, the, point, the opposite of an inflection point, the conflation point where it's just like. Yeah. Well, and the, you know, and, and the other half of this is really, it seems like this thing where it's like, hey, I know I've done all this stuff that was wrong, wife, but I'm 40 now and I don't do anything bad. So you need to leave me alone because I've passed that stage. Like, this is my, hey, stop it. Stop judging me so hard. I'm old now. I haven't, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm like, going to show what a good care. dad I am. Like, you, I don't that's, care. Just be a good dad. Look how that's they started how the show. That shit. Yeah. yeah you know who the, I think is probably a really great dad and has never done this is Chappelle, right? If okay. you're going to just do pure jokes, like Chappelle talks about his kids and talks about all the crazy stuff. He talks about cancel culture. They're good friends, by the way, supposedly. Yeah. yeah but the way, he, the way Chappelle does it, um, is very much more on this, like, very self critical and very introspective path. And I'm not, this isn't about race. This is about two men who are taking a, you know, different point of view about aging and seems like, yeah, he's curmudgeon and he, he, he sees a lot of wrong. And I just recommended something where he basically said, I didn't get paid for something that I legally signed off on. And, and I understand it like that, you know, there's another side to that that goes, well, you fucking signed it and you got money back in the day. Stop fucking whining. You know, I could have that opinion, but the way, but the reason I don't is because of the way he explains himself. It yeah. feels very real. It feels very honest. There's, feel, there's, to me, and this is, I think, the truth about this to me, and I'll leave it at this. It doesn't feel honest. None of what Kevin Hart is saying feels real. It Did, feels yeah. fabricated. Yep, it didn't feel sincere. You're right. And you know what, Jason, and I think we can both agree on this is the last thing we'll say. If it was funny, we wouldn't care about any of That's it. That's right. Damn right. If it was funny, I... Hey, I watched an entire season of Saved by the Bell um, over the weekend, and that's the last thing I plan on doing. If it was funny, we wouldn't care. Eddie Murphy talked all about being rich. Mm -hmm. Eddie, add this to the... It was funny. That's all. So, until Wednesday, we'll see you Wednesday now. So, this is, we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, until our next episode, everyone, right, we're done, right, Jason? We're done. So fast. Everyone, stay (laughs) safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. Take care of yourself. Stay home. Yes.